On today's episode, the guys recap the NFL Divisional Weekend. We talk about the Birds and Niners and the Chiefs and Bengals. Let's talk about a little quarterback futures. Then we then hop into a great listener mailbag. Thank you for all those who submitted questions. And we wrap it up talking a little bit of NBA today. Hope you enjoy the pod. Really, the Pac-12 was awesome. What's going to happen to Bill Wallen? You separate the art from the artist. Oh, no! You're so transparent. You should never, ever do this to, like, now we're going to have Shaq and Ernie telling you, like, what you should be putting your money. <laughs> guess the honor system isn't good enough for us. It's no, certainly no. not with this group. And, <laughs> and Sean went to go grab an angry soda. I don't like him. The locker room doesn't like him. Uh, he's just a loser. Well... George does just bring down the ethics of our podcast quite a bit. All of the money is in me looking good. You're listening to the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? How was your weekends? I, I had a great weekend, I gotta good, say. I'm glad. Was it, was it the Eagles thing? I mean, I had a no-sweat playoff game. It was literally a whomping right from the get-go. Looked like a college game. Man, it was terrible. Yeah, it looks like a college national championship game, you know? It's just like one team's superpower, the other one not, you know. NFL has no parity. <laughs> are we uh h- how are you feeling going into next week? Um so here's the thing. People are asking me during the day, they're like, "Oh, how do you feel about this Giants?" cuz the Giants were getting so much hype all sure. last week. And they're like, "It's just like the old Giants teams." Da 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 da. And I was like, I literally am not worried at all about except the for the good defenses. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> true. They're young. Their their line is good. It's just young. It'll be better in a couple. They're, of they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're they have promise, but they're not. Yeah. Great. We'll talk about it later. But like, great season for the Giants getting to the divisional round and losing. Mm-hmm. Terrible season for the Cowboys getting to the divisional round and losing. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like people always the Giants hype, and I was like, I'm not worried at all. The Niners were the team I didn't want to see. Yes, they were. Most definitely. Um, even though I still think the Eagles got them. Like I that I and I, I got all the stats, guys. I did some research actually for this episode. But I think for the for the first time watching it, it really jumped off the page how good they are all three phases. They just dominated. I think that was the and you want to be playing your best football right about now and they they are playing their best football and they look unstoppable. So I mean, you can say the exact same thing about the 49ers, So it'll be fun. The I, mean, have been, I think towards the end of this regular season, everybody was like, "Oh my god, the Niners are clicking like crazy." But they only scored nineteen against the Cowboys, and then the previous week it took them a full half to get going. That's true, but I think I think as for as far as you know, Mister Irrelevant rookie quarterback. And Dallas had a fantastic defense. That was never the the issue, and and they still made it over. But you're right, you're right. They uh, it was not nearly oh, as convincing as Philly. But then again, <laughs> Philly played nobody, and then played the Giants. So who not we, much. Yeah, who we beat on aggregate now like a hundred and ten to like twenty two <laughs> or something this year. One of those is kind of close. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't know, G. What did, what did you think about the? NFC playoff games this weekend. Uh, I mean, what is there to think? I I, I thought the uh, the Eagles were. I, I was on the Giants plus eight, obviously. Um, full transparency, I don't want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. 
Uh, <laughs> don't want them to win. So this was not not exactly enjoyable for me, but the <laughs> Eagles looked really good. My biggest takeaway, and I don't know how I'm just now realizing this, Jalen Hurts looks like he's taking a shit every time he's snapping the ball. It is cool. so funny. His stance is so bad. It's he, super like, low. So low. Yeah. I, unnecessarily low. It's like well, uncomfortably so. Yeah. He looks uncomfortable. Like chill out a little bit. And he's got deep flexibility. You've got um, the best line in the league. You're going to have eight seconds to throw the ball. Like, relax. It looks like he's under center, but then just like three yards back. Yeah. Listen, if if the only thing you guys have to critique the Eagles is Jalen Hurts is squatting too low when he's getting snapped. That's all we got right now. By all means, That's all there it. is right now. Yeah. Um. Well, what, what did you think about the Niners-Cowboys game? I thought McCarthy McCarthy'd. Yeah. Um, I thought Dak Dacked. Yeah, again, two picks. I called this weeks ago. I said, Dak's going to have a bad playoff game. And Jerry's going to be looking around, and Tom Brady's looking for a new team. Well, so and what I do you do now? Go there, and then you just trade Dak to the highest bidder, go ship him off to the Jets or something. Yeah, I mean, why would you even want him? I don't think he's a good quarterback. Time and time again, he's so inconsistent. I mean, he's we definitely... saw what Cooper Rush did when he came in. Like, I, I that's I think... not that's just a false narrative. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yes, but good. like he didn't play it was, particularly well. Their it was similar results, and Dak didn't perform much better. And you're paying what? It, Dak's making forty, right? Like you're paying so much money. And, and the the difference in the regular season, uh, he's one of the best quarterback. You know, year in year out, he's a top five quarterback based on his stats in the regular season. It's just I think the Cowboys are past caring about the regular season at this. point. I think they are too. But I mean, when at what point do you need to make a major shuffle like that? And is it Dak is the first one out the door? Or do you get rid of McCarthy first? You could only win one with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, but the thing also the other thing is Dak does the one thing that you can't beat do as a quarterback, no matter you can put up great stats, but if you turn the ball over a ton, which he does all the time, he had two bad picks. He almost threw another pick at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing on those last two drives. He looked lost. <laughs> he looked like a lost little the boy. whole team looked like they didn't want to play anymore. It was so, and it was also like, it's a touchdown game. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't know. And I mean, the Niners defense is good. But Seattle showed that you can carve them up with through the air. So I just was so shocked by the game plan. Like it, it looked like they didn't watch film. And then I also get like your kicker, you can't trust whatsoever. You can trust him. That was brutal. It was one extra point though. Like and he got blocked. The previous well, week. It wasn't he was going missing anyway. anyway, the one that he that got blocked. It was going left. <laughs> <laughs> like he had to kick it very far left for the guy to block it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, he made two chip shot field goals, but I was like, if you put him back at the extra point spot, was he going to be okay? Cause That's it's fair. like Ben Simmons at the foul line. Like Ben Simmons can make <laughs> the layup every so often, but he can't make it. <laughs> yeah. But I would argue that kicking a 40 yard field goal versus an extra point is a lot more of a, yeah, this is a one-to-one more difficult thing than making a layup versus a free throw. But anyways, the question I have for you guys is, you know, do you blow the whole thing up when you really have a pretty good roster in place? Do you just get rid of Dak and say, we're going to run this with McCarthy and, you know, Brady or whoever might step in there, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, who knows? And, or do you take another chance on Dak and get one of these very attractive head coaching candidates 
like Eric Bieniemy, D'Amico Ryan's. Like, which team do you really think would be better next year? I I think D'Amico. I I agree with. Uh, I think a coaching change needs to happen. I think that's clear. I think D'Amico Ryan's would work really well, especially if you can get Kellen Moore to stay. Yeah. Um, and, and see where that takes you. I I don't know. Like, what is? I don't know the specifics of Dak's contract. Like, yeah. he on the books. Uh, I think Zeke's on the books for another year too. So that's going to be nice to get him off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the coaching change first and Jerry Jones already said that McCarthy's job was safe. So really, I didn't see that. I saw it on Twitter, which definitely means it's true, but (laughs) all that means to me is Jerry Jones called Sean Payton right after the game and said, how much money, man? (laughs) How much? Sean Payton's another interesting one. Although you'd have to trade for him, right? Is that what it is? I think so. And like everyone's saying it's it's a first minimum. So Dak's on the books through 2024. He's age 31. Oh, but what's his what's his penalty right now? Like dead maybe a cap? To... Dead cap. I guess after it's pretty big. <laughs> it's like 89, if I'm reading this right. Ooh. So I didn't even know it could get that high. So oh, yeah, I guess realistically. So I guess realistically what they can do if they can't trade him, which I think they could trade him. Yeah, definitely. Do a Carson Wentz type trade, you know, um, where you still got to eat. Is that where you're at with Dak? Well, I think if you can get Brady or Rodgers, why would the Cowboys not do that? Sure. Jerry Jones also loves the idea of Brady. He has to love the idea of Brady finishing it out as a Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Rodgers too. But I guess if you want to keep Dak around, you have to at least bring in like Jimmy Garoppolo or Zach Wilson and have a quarterback competition. Even if those guys aren't better than Dak at the end of the day, you got to put pressure on him. Like it's ridiculous yeah. that he's. I think they'd be in a spot where they'd want to get a high end backup type like Jimmy Garoppolo probably yeah. is at this point. Um, yeah. And then you can turn him down the stretch if things are looking ugly. Yeah, I would agree. The Cowboys were really good. Yeah. They're great. Arguably. They're, they're probably the third best team in the NFC is probably what I would think about it. I would say probably pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and how do you get better? You need a quarterback that doesn't turn it over. <laughs> but is that like, I, I don't know when I was watching the game, it kind of felt like things were, and it didn't seem like Kellen Moore was really cooking up much of anything. It did. It, the, the clock management was bad. It seemed like the general game plan, like you mentioned, was just not really there. You look at a roster that's pretty solid from top to bottom. To me, that just screams there's there's a problem with the head coach. And I don't think that I don't think anyone since McCarthy's been hired has been like, no, yeah, that's the guy. We really want him. Sure, but he smashes watermelons and it gets the guy. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with you, but it's it's tough because it's the Cowboys too. This isn't a job that you give to some first time head coach like. You want but I would argue that there's so many guys that are in line to be first-time head coaches that would be – that are, like, very, very strong candidates, like a D'Amico Ryans kind of character. Yeah. I mean, and D'Amico Ryans, I think, will be a good coach. You know, Sala seems like he's becoming a better coach, and he yeah. was the 49ers D coordinator beforehand. Um, but, again, it's the Cowboys, and, and I don't think Jerry likes hiring – First timers, like, unproven talent. Yeah, he's got to make the big splash every time. Everything think, he does. Yeah, Jason Garrett was the one that he did, and I don't think he liked that situation at all. It was like good, good yeah. buddies, but he's like, I got suckered, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, pretty true. 
Um, but yeah, they got to figure it out. I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our our picks a little bit after this. But I do have to say, I think the two championship games are the best four teams in the NFL. I Definitely. think it's down to the best four. Um, if you just look at like the not even advanced stats, just like best rushing defenses, passing defenses, offensive passing, and they're all at the top. So it should be yeah. exciting games. So what do you think of the AFC side? What about those games? It was surprising to watch the Bills go down as easily as they did, but we were talking about it that in the DeMar Handling game, it looked like the lid was about to be blown off. I think the Bengals are just very good, and they probably will be for a long time to come. The defense is always surprisingly good. I think everyone discounted them even after they had a good year last year that they lost so much that they wouldn't necessarily be good still, and they're fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I, I think they're my Super Bowl pick right now, just because I they saw a cool story about, uh, about Joe Burrow that apparently when he was nine, he scored nine points down the stretch of a bet, like a, in the last 30 seconds of the basketball game, they were down eight to win. And their head coach was the, was a sociology professor at Ohio university. And he said that Joe Burrow had like shares the characteristics of either like a first responder or a serial killer. And just that his heartbeat never. (laughs) And I thought I was like, man, that's so cool. I mean, that's what I wanted. My quarterback is just a cold. Exactly what you want. Yeah. And I'd like to say, I mean, I think the bills, their defense fell apart. Too many injuries. They didn't really have much going. I think the Bengals are really good. And they, they missed two people dearly. It was Vaughn Miller and Micah Hyde. Was yeah. really nice. Yeah. And, but I mean, Josh Allen, is he still hurt? Like what's going on? He, he has not looked good for. Like, How much of it is so, not having Dave? I, I think that's where I was going to go is I think the offensive game planning was really bad. Like I was just watching Bill's receivers run around. Like it, it didn't seem like they were <laughs> running routes. It's just like run around. Josh Allen's going to like move around in the pocket for five seconds and and scramble. Like it was just so unorganized. Uh, They got to figure that shit out. Like they need to bring in somebody next year. Diggs was throwing a fit. Who knows where he's going to like Josh Allen needs Diggs um, or at least somebody else. Where's Diggs in your rankings of wide receivers in the NFL? Top five. Top 10. I don't know if he's five. Like, I'd go Jefferson. I got Chase up there. I got Cup. I got Debo. Devontae Adams. Devontae yeah. Adams, I would put ahead of Debo and them. And then it's like Diggs, AJ Brown, um, Debo. Debo, right around there. Like, who who are we missing there? So Diggs is like a top five or so receiver. CD Lamb. Is he is he there yet? Terry McLaurin is above CD Lamb, and I wouldn't put Terry McLaurin quite up there. Yeah, I think. Um, so, what do you think you get for like Diggs, even if he's an angry boy? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on what his contract looks like, but I, I like a contending team would absolutely love him. I think that you go out, you get you you realize you. Can, I think this year they said we'll invest all of the money in the defense, all of our resources on defense. So that because Josh Allen can just deal with it on offense. And I would not be surprised if they went out and got, you know, another receiver or a, I saw somebody said they're definitely going to have David Montgomery and uh, I forget who the second person was on their team next year. Um, but I think that that's kind of going to be their offseason is that they're going to realize like we, you know, 
Josh Allen's not necessarily, he can make crazy throws and everything, but I don't know if he's just like insta offense in a can, like Patrick Mahomes, like Joe Burrow starting to turn out to be. I think he like at this joint juncture of his career still needs the weapons. I just think he needs structure. Like he just needs an offensive game plan. I think the, the talent is fine. Uh, beef up the offensive line a little bit and bring in a coordinator, like just, just yeah. make some easy throws for him. He didn't have any Ken Dorsey's gone. yard completions. What you think that Ken Dorsey, the guy who calls plays for them is going to be gone. I think he should be, uh, he, they might give him another year, but like, I, I don't think, I mean, it's, it's the playoffs and that's the best you can do. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. And it was snowing. It, it was shitty weather. So, yeah, but, but the but the Bengals are more the passing team, and they crushed them through the air in a snow game. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals also compl- like they're they're very like organized short passes. So I would almost give the advantage to the Bengals there in the snow game, just because well, clearly they cr- killed them. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the weather favors the Bengals. Old of you, Jeeb. The, the, the weather. I, I hear you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Josh Allen just relies on like 40 bomb. yard bombs, yeah. and it's hard to do that in the snow. So, I gotta okay. say, I follow, I follow a couple of these, like, uh, a couple football analysts on Twitter that are big Bills fans, and there have been quite a few Ken Dorsey gripes all season long. So, I think Josh Allen's talent's been covering up for a lot of the flaws in the scheme for a while, and we might have seen it come to a head. So, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, I, I think the I think that it's it's clear that not having Dable made them a lot worse. So, yeah. Burrow or Allen, who do you want on your team tomorrow? Burrow. Burrow, unfortunately, but I think Josh Allen's getting way too much shit. Yeah, I think I think Joe Burrow's the second best quarterback in the NFL now. Who do you think is the first best, Mahomes? Mahomes, and I think Mahomes with one leg is like twelfth. I think Mahomes <laughs> with one leg is still first. I yeah, I, I do too. He's unbelievable. Oh. Okay, yeah. I watched that tape, and I thought it was another RG3 when it first happened. I was like, oh, no. He's it's done. Him. There goes his leg. Oh. That happened. Where would you rank him all time? If it happened right now? Yeah. I don't know if he's Hall of Famer yet. You don't think so? I think The NFL Hall of Fame is really hard to get into, especially with the more passing that has happened over the last 20 years. But I'm saying that if he got – like some horrific injury where he's never allowed to play again. Don't you think he'd get a little bit of like pity votes because he's the number one player in the league for Is Bo Jackson in the hall of fame? Is he not? Bo Jackson is not a member of the hall of fame. If really? Kurt Warner's in the hall of fame, I think Mahomes would make the hall of fame. I think it's tough to point to a peak like this in recent memory. Brett, Brett Favre too. Like Mahomes is just a way better Brett Favre. Yeah, but the pro like Brett Favre is buoyed by his unbelievable. Uh, I don't know the word. Brett Favre has the fourth most passing yards and like second most touchdowns. What are you talking yeah, yeah. about? Longevity, <laughs> that's the word. Okay. I mean, is a big thing. Patrick Mahomes isn't even in the top. Jeez. Where is Patty? <laughs> he's 84th right now in passing yards. Yeah, but where no, do you that, think he's going to I, – I get that it's if it ended now. I still think that the, the – How much, how much is peak and how much is longevity? He's only played five years, and the NFL Hall of Fame is the hardest one to get into out of them, and I don't think he'd get in. He's been the face of the league for four of them, though. Like – Since he came in. 
I, I don't think he gets in. What if it's not a, an injury, but it's something far more sinister? Oh, he's definitely like not. He invades Ukraine or something? No, like a plane goes down or something. He murders Jackson. I, no, I think if it's something bad that he definitely doesn't get it. But I'm saying if there's <laughs> something with the story where they're like, he was oh. he was at the top of the Oh, you mean like... Uh, oh, I thought you meant in terms of he does something evil. No. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that how I phrased that was probably incredibly confusing. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't know if this was this was podcast appropriate. But I was saying if if something that were to immortalize Patrick Mahomes were to happen to him. Oh, you're saying if he were to like die in an air, airplane? If crash. he died tragically at this stage of his career, do you think he'd make the Hall of Fame? Yes, I think he'd have something in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he'd get a bust. Really? Yeah. Because there's people in the Hall of Fame that don't have bust, like they. How keep many athletes and yeah, yeah, like yeah. How many uh, how many MVP winners are not in the Hall for football? That's a good question. Oh, MVP. <laughs> Wait, so is Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Today's in the Hall episode of the podcast we have, we have prepared. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Google, <laughs> and also Pro Football Reference. Pro Football, what a website! All right, so if I'm just going back to let's be decent, let's go 1970. John Brody not in the Hall of Fame, Alan Page in the Hall of Fame, only defensive player to win the MVP. If I'm going through this and I'm looking through, there's, there's a, a decent amount of them. not Hall of Famers. Burt Jones, um, Ken Anderson is he in the Hall of Fame? I think so. Mark Mosley, he was a kicker. <laughs> He's not kicker, in the Hall. Of Fame. Kicker won MVP. Yeah, it was the shortened season of 1982. He had the most points. <laughs> um, that would never down, happen. Today. Down voting year. I do think you have a point in that, like, most of these guys are in the Hall Is Boomer in the Hall of Fame? Boomer Sison? I think so. Um, All of these, I think, says are based on nothing. Yeah, um, but, like, is Terrell, Terrell Davis, I think, is. Justin Tucker doesn't have any chance of making it, right? Like, they wouldn't just, since he's No, the, I think he does. You yeah, do? He has a lot of records and stuff. There's kickers in the hall. There's quite a few. Are there? Yeah. The, Rich the... Gannon. Rich Gannon was the MVP in 2002. Sean Alexander's not getting in 2005. Um, LT probably will get in. And then the rest of these are just like probably because they're still playing. Matt Ryan. Will Matt Ryan be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. I think he will. With one Super Bowl, he really would have. Yeah, it would have helped. <laughs> that was brutal. Lamar, if Lamar were to stop playing right now, would he be in the Hall of Fame? No, no he's he hasn't won a play. He's won one playoff game. Yeah. I know. I'm just he just won an MVP. So I mean, I'm just yeah. No, that's a good point. It's definitely oh, you're using that as a point. You're not. But what if he wins the MVP this year and he has two? I, I get what you're saying. Like he's an all time great peak, and I just think it's like the biggest thing about football is like the not for league, yeah. and it's. Part of being an all-time great football player is playing it for a decent amount of time. <laughs> That's definitely true. Especially at the quarterback position in today's day and age where they're going to be playing for 20 years, every single one of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, But, okay, Mahomes in that Jags game, I, again, he bounced back. Awesome. Do you still think the Chiefs are the favorites to win the Super Bowl? Like, do you think they have a chance with a hobbled Mahomes? I, I think that from like a betting perspective that the Bengals have probably passed them at this point. Is that, is that, I know they're at home. No, the Chiefs are, I think, I think one point favorite. favorite. 
Yeah. I've seen, um, actually, no, the Bengals are a half point favorite, so it's a toss yeah. up. I was going to say, I would not be surprised if it moves further and further in that direction the closer we get to game time, because it feels like public opinion's probably flipped. But I mean, I don't think Pat, I think Mahomes will be fine at that point, probably. Just take a bunch of opioids and you're good to go, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, they drug him up so high, but he's still a great quarterback. I just, I don't know. It's like the Bengals are going to try and bring the heat as much as possible. That was one thing the Jags, I don't get what they did. They started just rushing four after he got hurt. And like, I'm never out to injure a guy, but if you see a guy that isn't mobile anymore, yeah, yeah, like, bring the house. Yeah. <laughs> Guard Kelsey and bring the house. I think the big, <laughs> so, I think the big difference that the Bengals are going to have to deal with is the fact that the Chiefs are fantastic at drawing up plays. Mm-hmm. So I think you get Andy Reid and Eric Benemy a, a week to cook, and they'll come up with good stuff for a guy that's not necessarily going to run all the time, and you don't necessarily want to just put him in an empty set and have him run around in circles. Um, I don't think that Josh Allen – I don't think Ken Dorsey kind of had that in him, so I trust him more. <laughs> um, yeah, and Chad Henney. God, if they have to rely on him, it's over. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. touchdown. <laughs> We've seen Chad Henney twice in the last three years, and he's looked pretty fucking good both times. So maybe he'll be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback next year. Who knows? Maybe he's earning himself a contract. <laughs> um. All right, let's do let's do the lines real quick here. Let's take your picks. So last week we did the we each chose a line in the game and did it over <laughs> and under. Jeeb, you went two and three. I went three. Uh, I went two and three as well. Skyler, you won the week with a three and two record. You got hot, Skyler. After after your first two Saturday, you got all wrong. You got Saturday. Let's all go. Wrong. Yeah, I know. I when, after Saturday, I was like, oh man, I really might go zero for five. Maybe I can start like uh, who's the guy on TikTok that's terrible at gambling and got really famous because of it? The uh, bet it with Trent or whatever. Bet it with Trent. Okay, yeah. with Trent. Yeah, he's just terrible. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was going to be my career after Saturday. But no, it turns out I'm smarter than both of you. It, it is hilarious that he's made a career off of just sucking. <laughs> off of being terrible at the thing he's supposed to be good at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be tough if like you were an accountant and kind of your whole bit was you're like, I will get it exactly wrong. Well, I don't think it really works that way. <laughs> Less entertainment factor. Yeah. All right, make a TikTok think? about fucking up at work. <laughs> <laughs> My manager has another one-on-one with me again today. Come with me to my performance review. <laughs> Watch me as I cry in the bathroom after I hear I have weeks left. <laughs> um, all right. Eagles favored minus two and a half. Who are you guys taking? Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Love it. You already know where I'm at. Eagles minus two and a half. Yeah. I'm betting with my emotions here again. Although I think the Eagles <laughs> are that the right play. <laughs> I'll put you down for plus two and a half for the Niners, Steve. Give me money line. I don't even want the points. I don't think we should do the – Oh, you all right, all right, all right, all right. Just – No, do it. <laughs> You're taking money line. You want it. Um, Bengals minus so your a Your money doesn't make any money. Jeeb, I think YG said that. I, I second that. I, I YG is right. <laughs> Look um, at YG when making advisor. financial decisions. Yep. I so this is a complete toss-up. Bengals are only favored by a half point at this point in the week. Um, 
Who are you guys going with? Give me the give me the Bengals. Joe Burrow is just too cool to lose football games. Gotcha. I am also going to go Bengals. I think Mahomes' injury a week's not enough for this. I don't think he's going to be quite right. Jeeb? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make me pick a side, give me the Bengals. I would. I and think I am going to bet the on, the over on this. I was uh, going to get to that. Okay, so we're doing that. All right. Yeah. Um. All right. We're going to do both the overs, unders in both games. So Eagles Niners is over 45 and a half. Over under. Sorry. Going over. Explosive. I am also going over because A, I think the the Eagles are the better team. And as long as they don't let the Niners do any 10 minute drives, there's going to be points scored in this game. For sure. <laughs> you're, you're just copying mine immediately after I do it. I, but that's how you do it. You drift off the winner. Oh man, we're exactly the same. Oh, we're exactly the same. Yeah, we might have to do. A, we might have to do a prop bet to like. <laughs> we'll get one on there. We'll get one on there. Yeah. But Jeep, go. I'm gonna fade the narrative and go under. <laughs> uh, I I think I need it to go under for the 49ers to have a chance of winning. So really, going under. All right. So over under on the Bengals game. Bengals Chiefs is 47 and a half. And Skyler, I'm going over. So you make a decision. <laughs> I mean, this one feels like a classic over kind of ball game, but it's interesting because the Bengals don't really play in as many shootouts as you think they do because they mm. seem like an air it out kind of team, but that's, they're good at controlling the ball. They're good at long sustained drives. Give me the under. There we go. Good for the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going uh, over. I, I, the public's going to be all over the over. Yeah. So am I. Um, Steve, you're usually more ear to the ground on this kind of stuff. Is that is that something that you would imagine changes pretty significantly before game day? Uh, No, maybe. Yeah, it'll go up a little bit as we get closer and closer. That feels like a classic um, over. There's situation. just so much sharp money that the public doesn't affect it as much as you would think. Especially in the playoffs, you got to think. Like yeah. This is where the- yeah. Well, people are it's, it gets the most watches. That that's when the like the more popular the game is, the more the public can actually move it. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's good. I I think Bengals not Chiefs. I could see it going any other way. Like, I it all depends on how healthy Mahomes is. To be real. Yeah. Yeah. Niners Eagles. I think Eagles just have to think. We got to pass on them and not let them have 10-minute drives. And I think the Eagles can win the game, and the Niners have to go. We have to run on them and have 10-minute drives to keep the Eagles offense off the field. And I think that's as simple as the game gets. Yeah. Both teams have been putting up pretty large swaths of points, though. So my thinking was that the offenses have been cooking so easily that it doesn't really matter who the defenses are at this point. But if they ever do, it's going to be for both of them because both teams have a great defense. I scored uh, zero points in my men's league basketball game. So there we go. You're sharing the ball, right? Keep shooting. No, no, no. I was O for many, (laughs) including including O for two from the line on technical free throws. Oh, my God. Yeah, with the whole crowd watching. Luckily, it was just some guys' kids that just kept yelling, We love you, daddy, every time you touch the ball. After you, uh, after the game, did you tie your basketball shoes together and throw them up onto the street wires and you were done with your career? It was the only thing to do. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to the listener mailbag. 
<laughs> so this week, thank you for all the listeners that participated in the mailbag. Um, if you asked a question that we addressed in the NFL segment, like literally directly, Russell, then I, we're not going to recap it again. Um, but <laughs> Russell asked three questions, so he'll still get one in here. Good. Um, and one is just a statement from Russell. Dak is another Romo, and it's giving me anxiety. Mm, probably an apt read. <laughs> and you know, Russell, I'm, I'm not going to kick you when you're down. I hope you have a great rest of your year and enjoy the rest of the playoffs. You know, Maybe this will be the Spurs year. <laughs> Maybe they'll get one in Mabibibop. They can get one in Mabibibop. <laughs> Victor. All right. First question from Russell. Is Josh Allen the second coming of Philip Rivers? <laughs> um, I think the context of that question is probably will he ever, you know, play consistently in AFC championships and Super Bowls? And I think so, but I really would have thought that he would have broken that barrier this year and he didn't. So it almost feels like a like a, what we talk about with Justin Herbert, where it's like you, you can't be one of those guys until you do it. And until you do it, you're going to be one of the guys who doesn't. So who knows? That's but he's definitely more talented than Phillip Rivers ever was. Phillip Rivers didn't run over people. No, he did not. <laughs> they play a little bit different, but I get what he means. And that, like, the Chargers were the favorite multiple times. Yes. It fell quite short. I also like, like the Chargers are a snake-bitten franchise, and it's hard to compare snake-bitten versus snake-bitten. But the Bills, <laughs> the Bills might be more snake bitten. Like they Bills might be four, as bad as it gets. <laughs> they went to four straight Super Bowls at one point and didn't win one, and most of them were blowouts. <laughs> like and I think one of the ones they lost. I think they lost one twenty to nineteen because their kicker missed. Yeah. The four I just watched a great movie called Buffalo sixty six. That's about a guy who tries to go kill the Bills kicker because he <laughs> lost it. He lost a, a Bills money line bet on the Super Bowl because of oh it. Oh my god! And then, like having to go to jail. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, one from uh Monty Cobb. He just says Eagle Super Bowl dynasty baby. Let's f and go birds. Got to win the first one. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> calm down on dynasty. Yeah. Although- Question on Dynasty Talk. How long do you see your guys' riding Jalen Hurts now that this is really working well? Yeah, he's forever. He gets a contract as soon as he wants it. But he's also a team guy, and he's like a 2K player in his responses, so he'll probably be like, I don't care about the money. I'm just here to win. (laughs) I'm here for the glory. Until it's time to negotiate the contract, and then he is going to care about the money. Well, he he does have an agent, unlike Lamar, so I'm I'm sure it will get done. Um. All right. How how is the contract situation looking? Because y'all have a lot of players that you're gonna have to pay at some point. So there's players to make decisions on, like Sanders, um, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury. Um, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of people to pay, but it's also positions that I think you can replace people. Like I'd like to pay Bradbury again. I like having two stud corners. Like that's, yeah. that's really good. But Miles Sanders, as much as I love him, unless he takes a very friendly deal, I'm okay letting a running back walk. Yeah. Um, I think so he's a product of the system. I think Hertz is also a product of the system. But I think he's an above average running back. But, again, maybe you can figure something out with running backs. But then also, like, Mylotta already got paid. He's on a super friendly deal or left tackle. Kelsey, I he can retire whenever he wants. But I think if we win this year, he'll be done, and that's money off the books. Um, 
like he also says he can't get out of bed days after games anymore. Jason Kelsey, like he's so deteriorated. That sounds <laughs> like he's done. Fletcher yeah, Cox, I feel like this might also be the last year for him. That's money. It's not necessarily play. bad to be losing all of these like mid 30 year olds who play. Oh, yeah, no. Fletcher Cox, love Fletcher Cox, all time great Eagle. He hasn't been the same for two years, like sort of thing. So I think cap wise, it will work out fine. Um, okay, next question from Ed Foley, 78. I know this guy. Uh, did the 49ers win or Cowboys lose? It's <laughs> a good question. I think the 49ers won. Like, I think they played really well on defense. I think the Cowboys didn't do themselves any favors at times, mainly Dax interceptions, missed extra point. Like, they left some points on the board. But, like, I, I do think that the 49ers defense played a major role in those things. So, I think the Cowboys lost. I mean, if if you're you're trusting your defense to keep you in it and you hold them to 19, like you pay all this money on offense, you have supposedly top five, top 10 quarterback, tons of weapons and just putting up 12. That's a stinker. That's that's a Dallas shot themselves. Micah Parsons couldn't hold back after the game, said Dak didn't need to throw two picks. He said defense did its job. Oh, he said that? Yikes. Yeah, Jesus, that's never good. Speaking um, of players speaking out, I just saw this Twitter reel from Stefan Diggs. Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. And then a minute later, want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not the standard? Nah. And then two minutes later, it's easy to criticize my, my reaction more than the result. So, quite a few. Also, not great. I mean, also, man, you. You just ignored the fact that you ran off the field, took your stuff out of your locker, and left the locker room before anybody else got back. Yeah. And I, I, Diggs was one of my favorite receivers before that. Just the way he acts. Like, I thought, I think he's hilarious, but like, chill, chill with that shit. Like, yeah. He had to get brought back in by another player, Skyler. And then he left again. That's crazy. Yeah. I do think there's a sense of like, I mean, he was, he was decent when he was with Minnesota, but he's definitely been elevated by going to Buffalo and getting to play with Josh Allen. So yeah. I don't, and, and in a game in torrentially downpouring snow, I don't think you, like, that's not right to like criticize your. No, and he and Josh Allen are boys too. Like he should be I know. with <laughs> Josh Allen. And it's not like he was getting an insane amount of separation. Like there are things that he, no, yeah. he had a couple drops, like shut the fuck up and yeah. get back to work next year. Yeah. Um, my receiver is always the biggest divas, always has been, always will be. Um, so okay, one last NFL question. This comes from our friend Nick McJone. He says, Do I have a chance with Giselle? Who's who asked that? Does he do uh, jitsu? Nick McJone, otherwise known as Minge. He does, he actually, yes, yes, he does. Then you have a hell of a chance, Nick. <laughs> then you're That's gonna be so next in line. And he's like six six, so you know he's got something. Six six does jujitsu. Oh, six just, six, it's move, over. That's all you need. Just like an exotic Mediterranean country for three or four months. Get a little, get a little more tan. Start speaking with a, a bit of an accent, and you're in there, Nick. Although he did only eat bread and mac and cheese growing up, and I'm sure she didn't like that. All right, never mind. <laughs> nah, she can look past that. She doesn't have to know about his diet hood. Put them on a strict diet of Kalamata olives. (laughs) All right. 
Um, we got a couple random ones here, so then we'll move into the NBA one because people want us to talk NBA. But um, Jack Pression asks, otherwise known as Presh, thoughts on the Burhalter Reina situation? So this is crazy. I know you guys have been following the U.S. men's soccer team where the coach didn't play Reina the whole time, Burhalter. He didn't play Reina the whole time. And then it came out that he said on like January 1st when his contract was up on the 31st, he was like, I've been getting blackmailed about this domestic violence issue i had in college with his current wife and it sounded like kind of they've solved it it was 31 years ago and like he went to therapy and stuff and they've had a very happy marriage so far sure if you believe his side again but it seemed like he was getting in front of it it came out a day later the person was blackmailing him was gio reno's mother who went to college with greg and his current wife and they're like best friends gio reno's dad was a U.S. men's national team player who played with Greg Bullerholt on the national team and in high school and in peewee soccer, like best friends forever. It's kind of a sad split here. And to add to it, did you see the absolute screamer that Gio Reyna had like yeah. two days ago? Then it happened. So two days ago, he has an absolute golasso in the Bundesliga from Borussia Dortmund. And he did this celebration, which he puts his two fingers in the ears, which is Memphis Depay celebration from the Netherlands, who after we played the Netherlands and lost in the World Cup, Greg Bullerholt said, we don't have a Memphis Depay on our team. And so does the Memphis Depay celebration after scoring a Golasso. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Um, so that's the recap. And Presh, I think it's it's bad for U.S. soccer. And I think Berhalter needs to go because I'd rather keep the young superstar yeah. than the coach that he did well. He recruited a lot of guys that could have played for England and other countries. But like... We need a next. We need the guy that can actually do the X and O's sort of thing. Yeah, and it would be good to see how how it'd be good to have a like a player manager who starts to figure out. Okay, we we actually do have some world class players here. How do we act? How do we build around them? We yeah. we got them here now. They're Team USA guys. Time to time to start, like you said, X's and O's to to specifically bolster the good ones. And the U.S. Um, national team like organization apparently asked Zinedine Zidane who is like a world-class manager. He was a world-class football player, all-time legend for France. He got Real Madrid like three straight Champion League finals, and they asked him to coach, and he turned it down. They also apparently linked with Jose Mourinho, who's another like world-class <laughs> So they're going after the big guys. We'll see where they actually end up. Um, Jeep, you're a huge soccer guy. What, what do you think about all this? I mean, I think it's good for soccer in a way, because I wouldn't be even thinking about soccer if it – for this so it is true it does at least keep a little more intrigue on on the whole thing i think we touched on this about controversies kind of being good for sports yeah uh like it makes you talk about them at the very least so i think it's really good for sports that aren't necessarily the big like as a u.s sports fan it's good for the sports that aren't necessarily the big four at times yeah you know when there's yeah. a tennis thing, like the whole Djokovic thing, like, oh, maybe I'll check out the tennis matches or something. I don't know. That that wasn't even all that great. Like, people just dove into the vaccine debate more. But that's like, like curious. That's the last thing we needed to talk about as a country. Like, but Jeeb, Jeeb, it was just it was just controversy, though. I'm just saying that. Like, Yeah, no, I, I know. I know. I know. It puts I don't it on even ESPN. personal views on it, Jeeb. Jeez. <laughs> No, no, I, I like, I, I agree. What do you think this is? Some sort of setting where you can just talk about your opinions on sports? Um, all right. I got one from Wingman97. What do you think <laughs> about Breakpoint 
and the rise of sports documentaries like doing behind the scenes sports so like f1 has had that netflix show which is mm. awesome drive to survive yeah golf is coming out with one where they followed the pga um i guess hard knocks is technically that but like oh yeah um what do you guys think about those do you think it's getting over inflated or no i think it's great for the sport uh because look what look what the f1 thing did for f1 like i i nobody really watched that in america at least uh and and people watch when it came out people started watching it and now like i know a lot of people who like their days revolve around the f1 races when we're in f1 uh, season so i think it's really good i honestly haven't watched breakpoint yet and i follow tennis probably it's probably my like third most followed sport um and I haven't watched it yet, but I think it'll be good for the sport uh, because tennis can be a little bit boring. Um, it, it, I feel like it'll be good to kind of get a behind the scenes view because there is a little bit of spice in tennis that people don't see. Like, um, I wish there were more, but. Yeah, like I, I always thought that it was a cool kind of like when they do the behind, like the hard knocks is really cool that you get a behind the yeah. scenes like into a. I do feel like they do it too much though at this point. Like something like F1 is super cool because it brings it to a whole new audience, lets us kind of see the intricacies there. But sometimes it feels like there's a little bit too much like entertainment value specifically behind certain sports leagues, NFL being like a big one of those. And the fact that they went to like off-season hard knocks and then also in-season hard knocks, like to me, the whole in-season hard knocks is like, leave them alone. Like this is like yeah. uh this turns it into like an entertainment thing and less of like a competition thing. Like if HBO's cameras are just kind of everywhere throughout the whole thing. I don't know. If I was a coach, I wouldn't want that kind of distraction in season. I, it just kind of feels weird. Yeah. See, like I never watch Hard Knocks. I don't think I would unless it was the Eagles. Like I've tried and I just can't get into it, but I love Drive to Survive. I did watch the first episode of Breakpoint. I thought it was interesting. I'll probably finish it. Um I love Last Chance U, Netflix's football and college where they go to like community colleges. That is the best show ever. I, I binge that every year when it drops. I think that's a little different though. Like that's not it to popularize a NAIA schools. Like that's because you have crazy ass coaches who are the most. Yeah, like, crazy well, stories of these kids. Yeah, that's a good point. But, but I think I like it when it shows more of a niche side of sports maybe that f1 is not niche because it's like the second most popular sport around the world but to the u.s it was and yeah. like did a great job with that and like i enjoy f1 now but i think i think you're right skylar like i don't know if an nba or an nfl one would really be that great like hard knocks isn't that great to me and nba i don't know if it needs it baseball would be boring out of my mind like gosh you'd just be waiting <laughs> for a brawl <laughs> uh yeah maybe but i think it would be more entertaining than people think like i think if they did like minor league baseball like you followed some guys that would actually, yeah, that would be cool. Like guys who are just trying to make it like making 38 K a year. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, but just at a point where like every media you can conceive of is just going to get created because yeah. it's just too easy at this point. There's too much money floating around. So we're yeah. just, we're going to get like a 30 for 30 on, you know, Boston Scott's giants performances or something. Hey man, it's I like, put in an anytime Boston Scott touchdown and it hit again. Of course. <laughs> um, okay. One from Jamie Tyler. Are the hurricanes still in the hunt for the cup after the pace you already <laughs> injury? Please say yes. Jamie, I yes. like speaking for all of us. Yes. Of course they are. Yeah. You know, lots about 
stick puck. Never Gotta lose get by the Preds first, though. Um, I just hear that the Bruins are like challenging the greatest record ever. So if they can beat them, and that's the NHL segment for today. <laughs> Ovechkin's gonna break a record, I'm sure. Soon. All right. Yeah, probably. I think he just did. All right. And it now. Happens? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and now, NBA talk, where we really want to be. Yes. Um, from Weekender.live, which I believe is our good friend McDrizzle. Mm. Um, Love McDrizzle. He asked, where do the Knicks finish in the East? Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So where do they sit at this moment? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, I must say, but I will, the, the Jalen Brunson signing ended up being a lot better than everybody made it out to, to, to seem he's been fantastic, had a hell of a season. He's probably going to be point that they build around for a while. There's still the Julius Randall kind of, I don't know if you call it an issue, but he's just not really, he, he, he limits your ceiling pretty severely. Um, I and RJ Barrett is not, be good. Isn't it like good, bad, good, bad? His seasons go flip flop. Ju- oh, Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. But just his play style is so d- different that it's really hard to like build around him and and string together successful games. Because you watch him take these like hop step off one like eighteen footers, and you're like, that's not a good shot. Like that's not a way to go win a championship. Um, RJ has not gotten much better on offense, elite defender, but I don't know. Right now they're sitting in seventh, 10 and yeah. a half games back from first. They're, they and lost in a muddy, yeah, in a, in a muddy kind of middle with the Bulls, Pacers, Hawks. Heater team. right there with them too. But so. it looks like they'll, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, they'll be in the play-in for sure. Like, yeah, I think they're a play-in team. Um. I still wouldn't doubt the Raptors to sneak into play in two, but I think the Knicks probably I could see them in the like seven to, to nine range. I don't think they're gonna be in that last playing spot, but but the, the problem with the Knicks is they're 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 good, they're promising. But if you look at every other team that's kind of in the top eleven in the East, I I think that they're better and or more promising, which is unfortunate to say as a Knicks fan. The but... East is really good this year. Really good. Right. And it's like the teams that are below the Knicks are like the Hawks, who definitely have a better best player and and I'd say better roster overall. The Pacers, who are probably one of who who are probably one of the more exciting young teams with Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. Um, the Bulls have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. This is like their dying breath to see if they actually can put something together. I kind of doubt it, but um they still have a lot of talent. And then the Raptors are always good. Yeah. So it's muddled, but I think they'll definitely be a play-in team this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they'll be challenging the top six spot. Um, one more NBA question, and then we can riff on what else has happened in the NBA. Should the Sixers look to move – and this comes from Jay Foley, 298. Should the Sixers look to move Thibel at the deadline, and what could you expect in return? So to give you a snapshot. The Sixers have won five in a row. They did a West Coast trip, won all five, are second in the East now. If they stay hot, they could challenge for that one seed. But right now they're four and a half back. The Celtics are pretty clear. You got the Bucks and Nets and Cavs all right there with them about a game back, game or two back. The Eibel has played 
it's weird. Doc has played him a lot in stretches and then not played him at all for like five games. So he's still that defensive lockdown guy, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. But if you don't really have a space for him and you can find value in a trade and bring in, you know, a true backup big for Embiid or another point guard to help run the offense, you know, so and put Maxi in that true because Maxi's playing six man role and you could put Maxi at the shooting guard on that second team and have a true point guard next to him, I think would be yeah. really good for the second unit. Do they play Harrell and Embiid at the same time? God, no, this is in 2004. Uh, I was. It, I think it's a valid question. I think Harold can be a a nice four uh, if you ignore shooting, but <laughs> kind of a big part of the game these days. If you ignore shooting, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, you can't do that anymore. We have Niang and Tobias Harris, who are both just three point guys at this point. So, yeah, who would even be like a worthwhile backup big to go after right now? Or similarly, a backup point guard type. Is there anybody that's been chatted about a lot in little in Philly circles? You know, I haven't seen the names pop up yet, but, you know, a couple of years ago, we moved for George Hill. There's always that George Hill type guy. Sure. Know, around to be that backup point guard for a team to come in. Because Harden's the point guard on the first unit. And Maxie's been doing it, who's great. And I love having the ball and stuff. But if you put him in his true spot, which is shooting guard. Probably play better. A little bit better. But... Yeah. I would love a package of Maxi Thibel, two first round picks for Dame Lillard. Oh my God, two first round. Would you really? Yeah, I would. Because uh, I think it would. Be I, I think he'd be a beast. I, I'm a, a huge Dame guy, and I always huge have Dame been. guy too. But talk about like mortgaging a very nice future for like a two year window. Well, it's definitely uh, a win now. But think about it. Embiid is what he's got to be twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. And he's seven feet tall. How much time do you really think you have in him? Like five or six more years yeah. in this day and age? Uh, in this day and age, seven yeah, footers. He doesn't bang down low. He shoots threes yeah. and jumpers. I, I just think he's, like Jokic will play until he's 45. I, I, I like the Dame approach and just. I do. I, I want the trade it. to happen too because I thought I watched the, the Blazers Sixers the other night. And I thought Dame, because like he plays in Portland, so you don't get to see him too often. And you just hear like, oh, he wants to stay still, but they'll never win. I thought he was like kind of in the twilight already. And I watched that game. He is not no. in the twilight. No, he not is at all. still the guy. He still got jump. He posterized someone at one point. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't I know how Dame. Is, yeah, how would he fit? Was that where you were going with that? You can no, make. I was, I was going to bitch about the Blazers <laughs> not being able to give him any sort of support. Like the best support he's had was CJ McCollum, who's good, but does the same shit that Dame does. And is gone now. And is gone. So <laughs> why why can you not get another guy? Like yeah, it's tough. Um yeah, I don't know. I think the Blazers are getting to a situation where it's like, we love you, Dame. Thank you for sticking with us all these years. We need to trade you so that we can move on to the next stage in our franchises. History. Make sure he's okay with it. Like you don't want to disrespectfully trade him because then you're just a real piece of shit franchise. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like you got to applaud the guy because he stuck it through for so long with a small market team. Yeah. Never made the jump when he could have multiple times. But now you're the Blazers and you're kind of like, we're in no man's land. It's Let's time do to do something. Do something.
Yeah. But how, how do you think he'd actually fit there? Because it, it seems like he'd be bringing a lot of what James Harden already brings and would not bring along with him a ton of defense, which also seems to be the defective James Harden. So Harden in the games where we've been winning, which has been great recently, is he's become that Nets point guard role that he was with Brooklyn two years ago. And less of that do the shuffle three point sure, yeah. shot Harden, which has been perfect. And we're playing um, Melton, DeAnthony Melton, who's really good. He's been playing well, but like you can slot Dame in there real easy, and that's a major upgrade. Well, now definitely. the one problem is defensively, our perimeter would be screwed. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but I think you could. I think it would be offensively just so overpowering. And now it's like the Nets. Oh, the Nets were supposed to be offensively overpowering with Harden and all those guys, and they didn't win, but. That's what makes me hesitant about it is because it feels like Tyrese Maxey could probably become the star on this team if Joel Embiid's no longer playing at like his super, super MVP level like he's playing right now, three, four years from now or whatever. And then you still hold on to some valuable assets when maybe somebody who's like a bigger wing defender type or like you said, like maybe somebody who's a who's a four or five combo type who could play when when Joel is on the bench but can also play with him. You know, who knows? Uh, any number of things that would be a better fit than than Dame. Comes open down the road, you still have all your picks, you still have whoever. I don't know. I, I just would be hesitant to go all in on just, like, scoring super power because it hasn't worked in the last couple of years. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just – listen, as a Sixers fan, I don't like to think about it. <laughs> the horizon doesn't look that great. Like a couple more years sure. down the line, once Embiid stops playing at MVP level, even if Maxi becomes a budding superstar, like we've already mortgaged a lot of the future in terms of draft assets in that Harden deal. Um, Harden also still hasn't signed a new contract with us. He could be gone next year. Yeah, that's a good point. If Harden's gone, it's a lot prettier of just having, you know, Dame and Joel Embiid. Go with Dame and Embiid for the next couple of years. So I'm not saying like, I just never trust Harden. Never, ever trust Harden that he will be there longer than a couple of years because he's proven uh, elsewise. I mean, I would definitely rather have Damian Lillard than James Harden in a heartbeat. Yeah. So again, I don't know if the Blazers would even want to do that. I don't know if Thibel really does that much in that deal. Yeah. See, he's still an offensive liability is his issue, but. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if I was Philly and I could get it done for two firsts, I probably would, but that's not what the price is going to be. Maybe you have to throw in Tobias too or something. I don't know. No, I think you'd probably need like four or five firsts. Like, I mean, he's a superstar. Damn you, Rudy Gobert, for screwing up the trade. That, yeah, there's no way Rudy Gobert gets that, and then Damian Lillard goes for That's two. That's just because the Timberwolves are idiots, and they ruined the trade market with that ridiculous deal. Yeah, that was so bad. It's like what the Browns did with the quarterbacks. But I didn't understand, from a basketball perspective, bringing in Rudy Gobert when your franchise player is already – like how Nobody many- does. Because the whole problem was that they had a center who was good at nothing that a center is good at. So they said, oh, the way we fix this is to get a center that's only good at those things, but terrible at everything else. And then we have one really good center. And believe it or not, that has not. But they haven't even played together. The I think I think Anthony Edwards 
Cat and Rudy O'Bear, I don't think they've played one game together yet. Interesting. They've just been just tra- taking turns being hurt. Rudy Gobert could be an all-NBA player, like first-team all-NBA player the next three years. I still think the Timberwolves lost that trade. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just a fleece. What What did they – what was the trade? Like, how many picks? I think it was five. Five – four, like, all first-rounders? All first-rounders, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. It was bad. It was like – it was, it was the max. It was basically, like, all you could even possibly offer somebody. That's crazy. So the Timberwolves, so the Jazz received Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, who they then swung for another pick, Leandre Balmaro, Walker Kessler, who was the number 22 pick in that draft. Yeah, the, the Auburn guy, right? Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, a 23 first round, a 25 first round, a 26 pick swap, a 27 first round, a 29 first round. And the Timberwolves received Rudy Gobert. <laughs> terrible 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 Not i assume good. the the wolves at least unloaded some cap that they like did any of those guys have yeah that was like track? the cap bad move i think um well they had the match cap too yeah bear had such a big contract so yeah. they just don't have any first round picks for the next forever yeah. five years. That is not good. Well, and I think in their mind, they're like, we have two number one overall picks on this roster that are not old. Like we're not in a position where we need more young talent. We need, need old talent. But Kat's kind of proven that he's like an all-star caliber player, but not the the next level. But I think that part of the reason was they go, you know, look at this guy. He's unbelievable on offense. Probably one of the greatest shooting bigs we've ever seen, but he can't protect the rim and he's not a great rebounder. And there's just those kinds of limitations. So that's why, I mean, on paper, again, if this was 2K, this would have worked great. But unfortunately, life is not 2K. So it did not work out very well, or at least has not. We'll see. I do want to quickly give you guys a view of the Western Conference right now because it's actually pretty interesting. The Kings are sitting in third. Pelicans are in fourth. Mavs fifth. And then the Clippers, Suns, Timberwolves, and Jazz are all within a game of each other. Oh, Jazz, Warriors, Thunder, all within a game of each other. And then the Lakers are just barely out of at, at 12. Another game back. So it's real crowded there in the middle. Basically from the Kings to the Lakers – Five apart from three to twelve, um, and the Lakers just added Rui Hachimura. That is true. How does that affect it? I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> I it's think thirty the other day. I saw that trade go through. Like Woj tweeted it, and somebody subtweeted it or quote tweeted whatever, and said, uh, "And the Lakers NBA championship odds improved zero. <laughs> in the sports book so i mean i don't know he brings a lot of the stuff they need i think it's a good move for the franchise because he's young yeah continue to develop but it's not a good move for lebron because it's not the player that he wants right now to help them win He's the re, in my opinion, he's the reason they're in this mess, anyways. Oh, stop like, it! He doesn't. If Anthony deserve- Davis played, oh. they'd be the best team in the league. Oh well, he's the one who wanted to go to LA with Anthony Davis in the first place. He's it's the not one his fault that Anthony Davis is giving never away played. all the Lakers' picks. 
They gave them away for Anthony Davis. When they were on the court together, they won a finals. Yeah, there has been a lot of rumors coming out that LeBron's really pushing them to mortgage the future. And they're like, LeBron, we're, we're not doing this anymore for you. You're, you're yeah, 30. which is which uh, I think is kind of dumb. You think they should? You're in this mess already. It's time to double down. I feel like they already did double down, and now they're like really screwed. I mean, that's true. They really, I mean, if you're going to mortgage your future on somebody like Anthony Davis, and then he doesn't play, there's no chance. Like you're just not going to. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, a Mickey Mouse ring at the end of the day doesn't really count. So oh, stop it. I saw something that was like only Lakers fans could be upset about LeBron's time in LA bringing yeah. them a ring. It was like, if I'm a Charlotte fan and he brings one ring, we'd be terrible for the next 20 years. We'd build him a statue. Yeah. Well, think about Cleveland. Like in Cleveland, exactly. Yeah. And he has betrayed them twice. And yeah, and they still love him. him. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think they betrayed him once, and then the second time they were like, "You got us a chip. You can go do what you want now." I think I well, think it was a betrayal. I still and think he was. It's, it's like, all right, he's jumping for another super team. Like that's still not great. But I don't think he needed to come back though, and he did. So it's like, no. Dad left for cigarettes, and he then he did when he had Kyrie, and Kevin mom, Love, and, and then he goes for good. Uh, yeah, but then he left for milk. And he, and he I, I just, in my opinion, he jumps to what he thinks is going to be a super team. And that's, I don't, I don't like him. I'm not a LeBron guy. I'm a Damian Lillard guy. You're such a a LeBron hater that you deleted my tweet from the loud and uninformed Twitter account. Yeah. Because you were were tweeting a bunch of Eagles propaganda, which all right, fine. I get it. You're excited. But then you combine the Eagles propaganda who I, I I'm mad at the Eagles right now for obvious reasons. Uh, (laughs) And then you you combine that with LeBron James, who I don't like, and I de- I, I might have deleted a tweet. I'm sorry, you deleted I all think my. Good function of this podcast. I deleted, I deleted two of, on our social media page. <laughs> I deleted two of your three Siri under slander tweets. You tweeted the same thing three times, Jeep. Just different words. All right, no. I'm gonna we're gonna end it here. It was a good pod. We're not Just enough. Memes. Call they, were, it. they were all funny Sirianni memes that that Eagles fan like you wouldn't get. But. <laughs> right. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for the mailbag. Thanks, listeners. Keep sending those in. All right.